0: Friday, May the 14th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined today by my co host, Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. And we're joined today by the big kahuna, Dwight Foster. Da,
1: da, da, da.
2: Oh my goodness. I can only say good afternoon.
0: Oh, can you? <laughs> so it is hammer down time here in eastern Ontario. F- finally, I guess, a little bit
2: what are we doing down here having this podcast all the equipment's running in the fields and i don't understand what we're doing here what can you explain that jeff
0: well we better get it we better get the info out quick so we can get back to (laughs) the busy time
2: (laughs) so let's say one
1: thing that farmers maybe in the past have been notorious about was i'm cropping now i'm driving tractor don't talk to me about the markets but you know what we always have to keep our eyes on the markets and uh
0: And this is a great week. This is a great example this week. Last week, what did we talk about?
1: Last week, we talked about how old crop corn was going up, going up. It was soon it was
2: going to hit $8 a bushel on the Chicago.
0: It was up, up and away. That's for sure. So if you're
2: not paying attention, then what happened this week, Dolores?
0: Oh, what happened this week? Mm. What did did corn uh, close at, Jeff?
2: Old crop
1: corn closed at six forty-five a bushel, which was down eighty-seven cents a bushel for the week. New, uh, so old crop and new crop corn were down from the close on Friday to Friday uh, over thirty dollars a ton for both. Wow! So new crop corn closed at two sixty-four, two hundred sixty-four dollars a ton. It's funny; it wouldn't be that long ago we'd say that was such a great price. But last week, you know, we wrote some contracts. I think at 304, which is $40 a ton higher.
0: And congratulations to everyone that did.
1: Big time. Big time. Do yeah, you think we got yeah. over $300 on corn? You're you either
2: know. crying or you're jumping with joy. So it's you're,
0: a, you're probably crying that you didn't book more or that you didn't book any.
2: Well,
1: <laughs> with the volatility in these markets, you know, uh We could see that price again. uh, You're right. For the markets to swing so much, like we sure didn't expect that big increase last week. And we didn't expect the big decrease this week. You know, the fundamentals didn't really change in the market. Uh, There's not, yeah, the U.S. got some rain over the weekend. It helped some of the drier parts. So that's where the markets were down Monday. But then, you know, they bounced back Tuesday, turnaround Tuesday. So what's
0: going on, Jeff? We had a we had a WASDA report this week on, on Tuesday. Was that it?
1: Well, the WASDA report, it was bearish for corn because they increased some carryout numbers for next year on the corn side for the US. The you know, that was really the only bearish thing they said about corn was mm-hmm. that they increased the carryout numbers for next year. They did decrease production numbers for this year in Brazil. We keep talking every week about how Brazil is drying up and it's affecting their safrina corn crop.
0: So they did finally they, uh, decrease their estimate on the corn production there. Yeah,
1: they decreased their estimates on there. It's, I think, 7 million tons, but they're still over 100 million tons. A lot of private analysts think, though, maybe we'll decrease that some more later on. So that should be supportive corn. Yeah. Uh, a lot of private analysts think that the U.S. is going to find more corn acres because the corn, uh, the, the corn planting season is going fast in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know how fast you guys can plant the corn up here, Dwight. Well, in the U.S., they overall the farmers are can really put it in. Like last Monday, so they put out their corn or not corn. The U.S. crop progress report every Monday. Mm-hmm. Corn last Monday was at sixty-seven percent planted. You know, five-year average is fifty-two. Soybeans were forty-two percent. Five-year average is twenty-two spring wheat was at 70 versus 53 so it'll be really interesting to see this monday afternoon where where the planting progress is and that is bearish negative for prices because they get the corn in earlier generally
0: it's a good crop
2: i don't think this is early anymore for the us though way eh? like you take those big eye states down there they they're not usually planting well they'd be finishing up maybe the middle of may but uh or maybe they'd be planting their second crop already by the middle of May. But,
1: but the thing is, they're still well ahead of their five-year averages. So the market just looks upon that as mm. bearish for them. you know. So it's the weather in the U.S., again, talked about some moisture last weekend. But you go into different areas, like the spring wheat areas are still pretty dry. Still pretty dry out in the Canadian prairies. Some of the moisture they were getting this week was a little bit of snow. Mm -hmm. you know, but they, those areas really need moisture. But, uh, you know, the, I talked about how corn was down $30, uh, soybeans, soybeans were a little flatter. They were, uh, they a little flatter. They're still down eight, $10 for the, this harvest (laughs) coming up. Spring wheat was down about $13 across the board. Winter wheat's down 13 to $19. So like everything was down. The wheat's even, you know, I just said something supportive for spring wheat's, but the prices were still down.
0: Yeah.
2: So if I haven't sold any corn, would you tell me that I should sell some now? Or do you think that I should, oh no, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. What would, what advice would you give me if I hadn't sold some over $300? Well, let's
1: say back uh, three weeks ago when the price was at this level. What were, what did we recommend at that time, Dolores, to people?
0: I think we've been recommending this the whole year. One, so two things. One, sell more often and smel- sell uh, smaller quantities and use target orders. If you have a price in mind, set a target order. It takes the emotion out of it.
1: And even... I love all those comments, Dolores, but uh, to answer you, do I, I would say get in the market. If yeah. you don't have anything sold, get in the market. Start, if you want, with a smaller sale, maybe 10% of your production. Get in the market because even if prices do come back, if you can sell over $260 a ton for harvest delivery, that's still a big price.
0: Remember, our, our price at customer day last year, which was a push and it was a good price, was 208
1: you know, that, was a, that was, wasn't was a good price. That was a great price. That was a
0: great price. And this is $52 more.
1: <laughs> you know, so it's uh, get in the marketplace. There, the fundamentals out there will, you can read them till you're blue in the face. Convince yourself that the market's going to go up, the market's going to go down. Like, it's one of the things I wrote today in the daily uh, blog on the website was, uh, you know, high prices cure high prices. And this week, I've already seen the, you know, that the fundamentals still are mostly supportive of high prices, but we've pulled back big time this week.
0: Jeff, I do think we need to talk about the exchange rate though, the Canadian dollar. What's going on there?
1: Well, our Canadian dollars, it's uh, the high it's hit this week, like it traded the one day, day trading went up to 83 cents US. Mm-hmm. That's as high as it's been since May of 2015. May of 2015. Solaris was a teenager back six then. Six years. <laughs> that was a long time ago man. Oh, that was a long time <laughs> ago, Jeff. So, like, that has hurt uh, some basis levels. And really, the basis probably should keep going down lower with the stronger dollar. Uh, oil prices this week, too. So, higher oil prices have helped to support the Canadian dollar. Mm-hmm. Oil prices have been in the news about the two pipelines... You know the one in the eastern U.S. What closed it down, Dwight?
2: Oh, cyber, cyber hacking from Russia. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they actually they paid the ransom on that one. eh, to get it uh, oh, really? opened they up. They did.
2: <laughs> That's what I read. Anyways, uh, oh, I thought the U.S. doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Eh, private enterprise.
1: <laughs> they negotiate with anything. So the uh, but there's that one and there's Line Five coming through Michigan into Sarnia, which supplies... A huge percentage of the crude oil into Ontario, mm-hmm. and if that one was to close down, which the Michigan governor wants to close it down, they, we would be scrambling in Ontario for supplies, and it would push in the short term, anyways, it would really push the price up higher in Ontario for gas and diesel and everything. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't be good for our Alberta friends, though. <laughs> no, nope, wouldn't be good for them at all. So it's. Uh, but again, high price higher price oil supports our dollar. All the commodities being higher, lumber, everything supports our dollar. Uh the US talking about how they're gonna keep inflation under control when everything weakens our dollar. They just keep printing money. Mm-hmm. For, uh,
0: Another big thing that we talk about every week that we can't pass by is China. So I've heard there's maybe a little bit uh of movement there with, with some of their purchases.
1: Yeah, so it's in the USDA report this week, they talked about China's corn needs. And I read another report about it also, where China's going to try to increase production of corn in their domestic market. That would take away some acres from soybeans, which should be supportive. Soybeans, even more supportive in the long run. Mm -hmm. However, even with the increase, trying to increase production because of their demand, because of their, seems like an ever-increasing hog herd, the USDA still projects China will import something like 26 million tons of corn this year and next year mm-hmm. And uh, But now to tie into that, you know, Dwight we've talked lots of times about Chinese contracts, Chinese orders. They've canceled some nearby old crop uh, contracts for corn, but they've signed this week, they've signed uh, something like three and a half million tons of orders for the new crop hmm So it's they talk out of both sides of their mouth in China. You know, we can never it's never sold until it's delivered, I guess, but uh they control they influence so much of our markets, it's, they really it's do. scary. They're yeah. just so big and that and they 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 keep talking about the African swine flu, but they seem to have it under control, so full steam ahead, I think, for imports into China.
0: So would um I guess the last thing on on my mind is managed money. Are they playing a role in this downward swing here oh, this week?
1: Always when we. Uh, sorry, should have talked about that earlier, Dolores. Managed money. Once prices start going down, they they snowball it down even faster. They start to liquidate their positions, try to lock in their profits. And as prices have gone up, they've had a a lot of unrealized profits on their mm-hmm. on their paper invested or their money invested so they're locking in profits and then as they liquidate it just pushes things down more and that's why we're seeing this big volatility in the market they they help it coming up but they really drive her down fast when it goes down yeah and that's why you know like last week when i think the market was up like 25 dollars on corn this week it's down 40 dollars. <laughs> yeah Uh, it's a prime example. We were so surprised when it went up 25 and so surprised when it's come down 40, but managed money is a big driver to bring her down fast. So we've hit on a lot of different little subjects here on where the market's going or why the market's going one way or the other. But I think we need to get back to what, uh, Dwight's asked earlier. It's if you're have, if you're not in the market, get in the market.
0: And we talk a lot about when the, when the cookie plate comes around, take a cookie I know one day that to keep in mind is June 23rd. That's our customer day. Uh,
2: Yes. And you know, like these markets are so volatile, you know, uh, it's difficult to, you know, think that how much better this is a customer price, you know, when you're up close to $300. I mean, what more could you ask for as a customer than to get $300 for your corn? So, if you haven't taken advantage of that, I strongly suggest that, you know, you do something, get something on the books uh, because we don't have any control over this market. And if uh, if the uh, crop gets in and gets going in good conditions in the U.S., this these could be the highs yep. they could be in. Who knows? We don't know. Save some for customer day,
1: though. It's our... Customer Day is another virtual day
0: this year, Dolores? It is, Jeffrey, yes. So we're putting together some good bags again this year. And uh, we'll be able to, I guess, touch base with everyone that way.
1: Some great speakers?
0: Yes, we're looking forward to some great speakers. And of course, you'll be able to phone in or email your your, uh, contracts that day.
2: Speaking about great speakers, we will have a guest speaker next Friday, won't we?
1: I'm sure, I know Dolores oh. is
0: hard at it arranging somebody.
2: That's I think right. you
0: must know who it is then. Uh-huh,
2: I do, and it's a secret, so you have to tune in. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: There we go. Well, I think that's all I have. Anything else, Jeff, Dad? No,
2: I'm all all talked out.
1: Have a safe uh, week, uh, Crop everybody. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Plat hard, plat hard.
0: Bye for now.